0: and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Our text today will be taken from the reading in the Gospel of Luke where we hear the account of Christ's temptation. You may be seated. We begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father we come before you this morning as a people who are tempted. Lord, this world, we are filled with temptations, things that seek to draw us away from you. And so we need you, Lord, to come protect us and save us and drive the devil away. Lord, help us to find great hope today as we hear the word of your Son, Jesus, who has defeated Satan for us. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What if... What if Jesus had given in to the devil while he was tempted there in the desert? Have you ever thought about that before? What would have happened? How would things be different if Jesus had done what Satan said and turned the stones into bread? What if while Jesus was standing there with the devil and the devil was offering him authority over all the world, Jesus had said, yes, I will bow to you and I will take control What would have happened if Jesus had actually jumped from the pinnacle of the temple and been caught by the angels? What if Jesus had given in to Satan? Now I know it might seem a little sacrilegious to ask the question, because you and I well know, as we heard in the reading today, Jesus did not give in to Satan, he conquered him. However, I don't want us to go to this passage today and think that this was just a show that Jesus put on, that he was sort of pretending to be tempted but he wasn't really facing any difficulty after all we think he's God so this was an easy thing for him we must not ever forget that Jesus was 100% God and 100% man so when he was tempted there in the wilderness when he was tempted by the devil that was a full-on complete real temptation Jesus as the book of Hebrews tells us was tempted in every way in every way Just as we are, with this one exception, Jesus had no sin. He never gave He never sinned. But what if he had? I want us to think a little bit about uh, the reality and the danger that Jesus faced there in the wilderness, how real the temptation was. Uh, In order to get at this, I I recall a movie that I saw when I was in college. It was actually a made-for-TV miniseries Uh, called Jesus, that was on in the late 90s. I think it was on ABC or NBC or one of those stations. And it was awful. I mean, it was really bad. There was really not a whole lot going for it. But one of the things about that show that stood out to me was the way they recounted the temptation. Uh, And and here's how it went. Jesus was wandering through the wilderness, and the devil appeared to him. And the devil appeared to him either uh, as sort of a, a pretty young lady or as an Italian guy in a Versace suit. It was a great movie. Anyhow, uh, as Jesus is being tempted by the devil, the temptation he gives to Jesus is really quite fascinating. When he tells him that he can turn the stones into bread, he then sets Jesus in the midst of a bunch of starving children. And he says, if you take the bread, you can turn all the stones into bread, and you can feed all of these kids. And then he shows them all the kingdoms of the world, and he says, I have the authority to give this over to you, and you can rule over all of this. You could undo all the damage that I've done. You could have all the peace you want, Jesus. And that scene stood out to me. Because you hear that and you think, you know what? That makes that temptation a little more palatable. It it makes it a little more understandable, I should probably say. Because there you see what Satan was offering Jesus was the ability to fix all the problems in the world and he wouldn't even have to go to the cross. There Satan was playing God and telling Jesus that he had a better route than God had for him. You could solve all the world's problems, Jesus. I could give you authority over all of this, and you get to avoid the cross. The cross is hard, and I can't help but think that Jesus was truly tempted by Satan's offer. Now, Satan, up to this point, has had a pretty good track record with tempting people into sin. Uh, Up until Jesus, Satan's uh, success rate was 100%. He was the master tempter, and he had been doing it from the very beginning. All the way back to Adam and Eve, Jesus, (laughs) don't get those two confused, Satan knew (laughs) how to tempt and how to succeed at it, which makes us wonder this, what if he hadn't? What if Adam and Eve had resisted Satan? What if Adam had done his job? What if Adam had protected his bride from this devil? What if he had done what Jesus does in the text today and spoken the word back into Satan's face and kicked him out of the garden forever? What if he had done that? In our current sinful state, it's almost impossible for us to imagine how wonderful this world would have been if Adam had succeeded We would live in a world free from sin. We would have perfect communion with God. We would have true love and joy amongst ourselves. Because there would be no such thing as death, we would have no fear, no tears, no war, no regret, and no guilt. We can't even fathom how wonderful it would have been. Would we have been tempted in such an existence? Perhaps. But we would have had our Adam there to protect us, And show us the way out. And I have to wonder how Adam regretted this. I wonder if he ever thought about how much he had ruined this creation. I almost guarantee he had. I almost guarantee that Adam sat in regret an awful lot. And I wonder what that was like. Though I think if we're honest with ourselves, if I'm honest with myself, I don't have to wonder too much. Though I probably will never be able to fully grasp the depths of adam's regret i personally know what it is like to regret sin and i know you do too you know what it's like to be tempted you know what it's like to have the fruit in front of you you know what it's like to know that to take the fruit is forbidden but you think to yourself come on no one will know it's not that big of a deal no one will get hurt You know what it's like to know that tomorrow will be full of shame and regret and yet think to yourself, well, it might be worth it for the pleasure tonight. You know what it's like to think to yourself, oh, come on, one bite, one bite never killed anybody, only to remember that one bite actually ended up killing everybody. You know what it's like not to fall into temptation, but to dive right in. And you know the guilt, the shame, the regret, and the damage caused by your sin. You know what it's like to live in the consequences of this sin, to face death and to fear judgment. You know it, and so do I. And if you don't know, you're deceiving yourself, and Satan's convincing you of a lie. We all kind of have been there where we wonder, what if? What if I had just said no? What if I had just resisted the devil? What if I had just stood on the word of God? We've all been there, and I can imagine that many of us have been there even in this past week because this is not something that's sort of pre-Christian or something that only non-Christians deal with, but the reality is, is that we as Christians know temptation perhaps worse than anybody. We know what it's like to face the onslaught of the devil. Now remember, of course, it is not a sin to be tempted. But it is a sin to allow temptation to hold sway in your life. It is a sin to allow temptation to hold sway over the word of God. We know what it's like to have those temptations bear down on us and to increase. And for those of us battling against that old sinful nature, the old Adam and the old Eve that dwell in our flesh We know how sweet the song of Satan sounds. The more and more we resist, and the more and more he sings. C.S. Lewis captured this, I think, very marvelously in his book, Mere Christianity, when he said it this way, a man who gives into temptation after five minutes simply does not know what it would have been like an hour later. That is why bad people, in one sense, know very little about badness. They have lived a sheltered life by always giving in. We never find out the strength of the evil impulse inside us until we try to fight it. And Christ, because he was the only man who never yielded to temptation, is also the only man who knows to full full what temptation truly means. Christian life, it has been said, Makes you grow and grow more and more to look and reflect, to look like and reflect Christ Jesus. Unfortunately for us, this does not mean that we grow more and more to some higher spiritual plane full of bliss and ease. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. The life that grows to look more and more like Christ is the life that is more and more tempted and more and more enmeshed in the battle with the evil one. And in our weakness, This becomes all too apparent. And unlike Christ, we can't always resist and we don't always resist. We know what it's like to struggle and fight and lose and repent and get forgiven and then to get out of bed to face the day. If you have known um, addiction, if you are addicted, if you have, Uh, been in a constant struggle with sin you know what the battle is like you know how it can seem so hopeless and aggravating and tiring and you know what it means to come to the account of christ's temptation today and pray that hopefully maybe finally we'll see one who wins we'll see one who defeats the devil finally but what if he gives in what if he can't do it I mean, C.S. Lewis is right. Jesus is facing temptation to the full extent here, beyond what we can imagine. And what if he loses? What if he gave in? Well, then his belly would be full of bread. He'd be running the world as peacefully as he wanted to. He, may even, he even may be able to have the angels forced to sing to him. And you would have no hope of victory of temptation ever. You would have no hope of victory at all. You'd have no hope of seeing God. And you'd have no hope of being free and enjoying forgiveness. He would have a full belly and you would be bound for death, living in hell forever. So there is Christ, fully and completely tempted. Temptations are at their worst. Satan has the fruit against Jesus' lips. And the Lord opens his mouth. But not to take a bite, but to cry out in victory, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. With that word, Jesus won. A word that Adam couldn't find in his vanity. A word that escapes you and I so often in our weakness. A word that resides in the mouth of Jesus and now in Satan's defeated ears. In that one hymn we sing from time to time, Jesus has come and uh, brings pleasure. We hear the echoes of the marvelous verse, Satan, you wicked one, own now your master. You cannot entice Christ away from his Father's will. A will that sent Jesus not to be a bread king, not to have power and glory of worldly leaders, but a will that sent him to be the Lamb of God, who took away the sin of the world. And as that lamb was offered up as a sacrifice on the cross, Satan showed up one more time. The text tells us today that after the temptations were completed, Satan left until an opportune time. And that time came for him while the lamb was being sacrificed. And there, as Jesus hung on the cross, you hear echoes of Satan's voice and the thief beside him. If you truly are the Son of God, Come down and save yourself. Christ will not yield. He remains obedient to the point of death on that cross. And there conquers not just temptation, but the tempter himself. So that God rewarded Christ with something Satan could only ever dream of the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. And with this lordship, Jesus now rules and reigns over you with forgiveness and hope, giving you reconciliation to the Father. He promises you an eternal life, an eternal life at the resurrection of the dead, free from temptation, forgiven, forgiven, for regret and full of joy forever. For you see, Jesus' victory over Satan was carried out for you. What if he had failed? What a joke. He didn't fail to do the Father's will. He didn't fail to defeat Satan on the cross. And he will not fail to forgive you and bring you into life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks this day for the victory that is ours in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you that he has conquered Satan. We thank you that he has conquered our tempter and given us forgiveness for when we give in to temptation. Lord, now we do pray that you would lead us not in temptation, but you would deliver us from the evil one so that our lives may be lived in glory to your name and a blessing to others. Grant us this grace and give us this strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.